We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All Hit Radio. X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you on the Exxon TV channel, which is 724-365, all things paranormal, parapsychology, and talk shows that talk about the strange, weird, and other nighttime topics that we talk about here in the X-Zone, visit www.simultv.com. Keith Anthony Blanchard is my guest this hour, X-Zone Nation. He is the founder and host of the Center of Light Radio, whose listening audience has reached over 4 million people. He is the author of several books, including the best-selling The Divine Principle, Anchoring Heaven on Earth, and uh, For the Love of God, A Spiritual Journey. Now, as a spiritual teacher, he, um, he is remarkable in his natural, sincere love and acceptance of all people, who, which is palatable to those who connect with him. Keith was born November the 30th in Louisiana and had a typical middle-class Catholic upbringing. In his early teens, he often entertained himself by pondering the big questions about God and the universe. Now, little did he know that that day would come when those questions would form the spiritual foundation upon which he has built the rest of his life. Uh, he is the best-selling author of Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Nobles, and wherever great books are sold. In fact, it was a bestseller. And Keith's credo, I love it. Why choose to believe? When you can know. Joining me now is Keith Anthony Blanchard, and welcome back to the Exxon, sir. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Bob. This is you and I. Um, third interview. I, I first was interviewed by you probably back in 2010. Hmm. So, have a lot of things changed for you over the last uh, 11 years? I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my. Just moving deeper within, deeper within, trying to find who is the operator behind this monkey suit. 
<laughs> Let me ask you something. As, as a spiritual leader and someone who deals in spirit and, and questions a lot of good topics, has the events of the last two years changed the way that many people are looking at spirituality? And how has it changed when it comes to the world of spirit? I look out and I see change like everyone. I think people are now beginning to move towards greater things. They're mm -hmm. moving towards meaning. They're moving towards purpose. I see people looking for something, even though they may not know themselves that they're looking for something. So it's sort of like the people are flocking, quote, to make a point, they're flocking to church or some sort of spirituality. And some are leaving the church by the droves so, because they don't understand. I mean, this is a very confusing time. Two things are coming together. They're co-fusing. And it takes someone, and from my perspective, it takes someone living in a state of balance to remain in balance while the wor when the world all around them is just so topsy-turvy. These are, these are truly trying times. And I've never seen so much unrest in my 60-some-odd years of being on this planet. And I find it very upsetting. I've got Laura and I have 15 grandchildren, all told. And I often wonder what the world is going to be for them and their children. What kind of legacy are we leaving them? It is, of my experience, the visions I've had. I've mm -hmm. recently, since you and I spoke last, come to know a God-realized man from India. He visits Memphis, Tennessee often, which I'm blessed to be around. He's imparted lots of things to me. Um, but since you asked the question directly about our children of the future, it's going to be quite beautiful for them in ways that we, in this generation, have never known. Um, we are the wayshers. We are the ones preparing the way through said confusion. It's because we're beginning to see the order in chaos, strangely as that is. Um, but those who are not able to see such order um, they're going to stay in the old world paradigm, but those who right themselves, stay balanced, find ways to remain balanced, or the, it's going to create a new vision, a capacity of being able to see, being able to know, being able to feel, uh, intuition, which is going to guide us in any direction we can go. But I think the children are in the, the future are definitely going to be the ones that um, are the beneficiaries of the legacy that those now doing the inner work that we leave behind. So it's not going to be the, uh, the doom and gloom as the world enders or those who believe an apocalypse is coming. Um, it's, is, this the, is this the storm before the clearing of the skies? Yeah, it is. And it's also the calm before the storms because, see, that door mm -hmm. that we're looking to escape from goes within in is the way out and so that door swings both ways and those people who believe in a, an apocalyptic end well we can look around right now they think that's happening because to individuals everywhere their life is truly apocalyptic um but on a global level there's going to be some dust being kicked up I, mean, I was told this by swamji um they're very likely as of his perspective when he told me this that someone's going to throw a nuclear ballistic missile to America because he was in America when he said it. He said, someone's going to throw it here and we're going to throw it. We have the technology to throw it back. Now we can, we can assume who, who this such an exchange would be with, but that's, that's really not important. The whole thing is that when we come together in unity, we have the collective power 
you know, unite every stand, divide every fall. And, oh, but the whole reason for Kalamin, Armageddon, nuclear exchange, all of this is for the sake of unity. So if unity happens, there would be no point for such things to ever transpire. So united we stand, the stronger we are, and the more that we can band together, find a, find a, a way to peace. Am I getting this right? That's exactly it. Everyone holds a peace. Right. <laughs> I need you and you need me, so to speak, to have this beautiful conversation. So everyone is involved, and unity is our strength, and humanity is our life. This should be somewhat of a motto or something that we all take on. I like it. Um, can you share with us what happened uh, to you one morning of, um, let me see, what in June 1996 when you heard the voice of God? I had just come out of a relationship for 10 years. This was something that took place uh, about a year and a half to two years before, but lamenting as long as I did. Mm -hmm. And it just got to be, well, I was definitely in a dark night of the soul, but one particular day was so unbearable. As you said in the bio, I was raised Catholic. Those who know me may find this funny. Um, I was seriously about thinking about becoming a Catholic priest. And then my dad gives me an electric guitar, and that all changed. <laughs> I put God in the closet and did the electric guitar uh, professional musician thing, which I still do. Yeah, but is it safe to say you put God in the closet, but you also kept him in your heart? Oh, absolutely. That's what happened in the dark night of the soul. I reached back into that closet, and somehow, Rob, I, I am blessed. I, you know, many people ask for in prayer. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I've dialed up a particular formula, and I can share that formula in short, but I will in a second. And that formula, when I was asking, brought the universe to me, brought the absolute of the universe to me. I played, uh, and I said this prayer fervently for three weeks to a month, give or take. And I played a, a gig one night at the casino, which is an hour away. I played seven grueling sets, that's long, in a casino where you breathe in in pure oxygen, you get home, you feel like you've been hit by a truck. And I was so dog tired, I threw myself on the bed with my shoes on, and uh, no idea about dreaming of anything, I just wanted to go to bed. And about six in the morning, I hear, good morning, Keith, it's time for you to wake up, and, you know, just the sound of the voice, it sounds like someone outside of me saying, wake up, and I did, and there's no one around, and I dismissed it as a dream voice, or... A friend of mine who came over extra early because we were supposed to run some errands, and there was nobody there. So I decided, ah, dream voice. All right, Keith, go back to bed. You have your, your excuse now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I laid back on the bed, and the voice said, Keith, I asked you to wake up. And in that impression, Rob, I heard not only wake out of your night's sleep, the little night sleep I gave you, but it's time to wake out of your human slumber. And when I sat up in bed again, surprisingly, uh, I knew something was happening. There was no time for fear. I was violently, lovingly laid back on the bed, thrown back on the bed, and my eyes closed, and I was standing in the presence of what I absolutely knew then is the absolute of everything. Um, there was no fear. Um, everything it wanted, Rob, was in one impression. It didn't speak linearly like thought that follows thought. In this impregnation, in this impression, was everything. I could smell the voice, taste the voice, hear the voice, feel the voice. I knew every molecule around me, where they came from, where they were going. All right, and Keith, I'm going to have to ask you to hold on to this thought. We have to take a, uh, sure. a cliffhanger here because I've got to take my hard break. And Exonation, if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, 
fascinating man. His website is KeithAnthonyBlanchard.com. And Keith and I will be back on the other side of this break here from the Exxon in our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back, everyone. Before we get back to our guest, uh, who is Keith Anthony Blanchard this hour, I've got a few housekeeping notes I have to do. Uh, the first one is, if you'd like to listen at any time to the over 10,000 archives, archived shows of the X-Zone, as well as other other guests that we have here on the Exxon Radio Show, as well as other XZBN shows, including A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall, Mission Evolution with Guilda Wiecka. And um, all you need to do is go to www.xzoneuniverse.com. That's www.xzoneuniverse.com. And all our shows are there. It's that plain. It's that simple. Now, for more information on all the shows that we broadcast on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net, all you have to do is go there. All the shows are listed. All the hosts are listed. Click on the host, and you get all of their archives. And all this is with our compliments and the compliments of our advertisers. Last but not least, if you would like to be a guest on the X-Zone radio show, or if you'd like to submit a show that you've done, uh, audio, video show, that, you know, you think, hey, I want to get this on real TV, send me an email. Once again, the email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. All right. There you go, Craig. I did it. Keith Anthony Blanchard is our guest, and his website is keithanthonyblanchard.com. And I love his credo. Why choose to believe when you can know? And uh, thanks so much for uh, joining us tonight, pal. Thank you, sir. Um, I, I love you, Bob. I've been following you for many, many years, and you are top shelf, sir. 
<laughs> I thank you very much for that compliment, sir. Okay, where were we? We were talking about... About when I was having this visit, the voice didn't speak. Right, the voice of God. It was whole thought. And after I described that I could smell, taste, hear, feel, sense the voice, that it was simply everything imaginable. It was every molecule around me, why they were there, and where they came from, and where they were going. And the voice just simply said, now keep in mind, everything that I'm telling you linearly happened in a bag. And it said, Keith, go sit on the sofa. And I said, what am I going to say? Because it implied, it, it wanted <laughs> me to bring my tape recorder. And I said, how will I do this? And it said, open up your mouth, close your eyes, take a few breaths. Trust me, the thoughts will be there. And then for at that moment, for the next year, maybe year and a half that's pushing it, I begin to log the most far out slash far in information I've ever heard at that point. And that became uh, the spawn of the Divine Principle, my first bestseller, back in 2010, when you and I first met. How has your your belief system, how have your your beliefs in spirituality as well as other religious philosophies changed since having this this message from the One, the Creator? I I I will find look for truth under a rock someone told me keith i'm sorry but you're gonna have to eat this dog this dog poop um trust me that's why i'm so in luck i would do it i i've learned to expand Mm -hmm. to places i've never thought of ever traversing and when i started rehearsing this way of looking for nourishment sustenance manna it simply began to reveal itself because of my intent of wanting something and when I say a wanting, it's not out of a lack, but it's out of a yearning for something, a burning for something that I'm beginning to recognize as I cross the bridge to the, the, my soul, as my new bestseller implies, that, you know, if we can see life as a wobbly, rickety, crickety rope bridge that goes over some sort of, um, what do you call that, a cavern right. or ravine, and, you know, when you start on that bridge, that thing begins to vibrate because of your vibration on it and how you step towards life across that bridge as we traverse. Now, when we get to the center, that's when the bridge really is at its peak of either wobbling or not. Because when we, we become balanced and still, the bridge simply becomes still. But if we begin to harsh play on that bridge, it'll throw us everywhere and all around. And that's where we are in 2021. We're at the center. We are crossing the bridge to the collective soul. But Rob, since you asked a little earlier, I am truly moving beyond that center point of that bridge where things are so wobbly. I'm regaining an equilibrium, and I'm truly walking into myself. And everyone has this capacity to do the same, to move into their true self. And in so doing, it creates a greater capacity to see said unity that we had talked about just a little bit ago. And the world, the world that we live in right now, chaotically, simply, we begin to see that very order that I mentioned, that there's a divine order beyond all this upheaval. Because uh, if you, it's sort of like a, a stew or a gumbo. The pot is going to be stirred, but the good stuff is at the end when everything comes to uh, being served. Tell me about your experiences in, in India. Many years ago, 1998, I was teaching spiritual class at a metaphysical church. And when the session was over, a 
friend of mine, Paul, came up to me. He joined me on the stage, and we started talking about all these pictures that donned the wall to the left. And there was pictures like Jesus and Mother Teresa and Buddha and Gandhi and so forth and so on. And at the end of the lot was a picture of a man or an embodiment of God by the name of Satya Sai Baba. So I said, who is that guy? He was cute. You don't know that guy? I said, no. So he proceeds to reach down on the altar under these pictures and pulls up this canister of ash, holy ash, Vibhuti ash is what it's called. He says, this man can spontaneously manifest this ash at will out of his hand. And that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> I knew that instant manifestation was possible, which is the reason I got on the spiritual path, because I wanted to move into that level of being. And so I began to read every book I could find about him. He does not write books. He's way above writing books. And so in every one out of these books that I've read, uh, who had the opportunity to speak with him, being his in intimate proximity, he told them, if you have a dream and I'm in it, you're not dreaming. I am actually present. You're receiving my darshan, which means blessings. So I've been reading these books for a year, uh, about a year, and he's been coming to me after about the second month of reading. But one night particularly, he comes to me, um, and he taps me on my spiritual need, there's such a thing, and I come to a state of full-blown consciousness. Rob, as conscious as I am with you right now. Really? Standing across, yeah, absolutely. Standing across the river, let's say the river's 200 feet, and he's waving at me and whatever, mm -hmm. in all of his beautiful divine garb. So I jump down to my knees. He says, keep, stand up. I got something for you. And he's talking to me telepathically. And he says, I want you to come to India. And I said, oh, my gosh, I would love to. How will I do that? Where will I get the money? I've never done such a thing. He says, Keith, you need to put down your doubt. Just give me, I got you covered. Come to India to put your feet on Indian soil only to turn around and go home. Do this for me. So I wake up the next morning, well, shortly after, which is the next morning, probably about 8. In tears, I can't believe it just happened. Um, going through my mind again, how will I do this? Where will I get the money? Never done such a thing. And I realized from all that reading that if he comes to you in a dream, you're not dreaming. So I said, you know what? I think it looks like I'm going to be going to India. And I let it go. <laughs> Two weeks later, I get a phone call from a lady I've never met by the name of Debbie Shibor. Hi, Keith. Yes, ma'am. How can I help you? Uh, word got to me through our mutual friend, Malcolm, that you want to go to India to see a holy man. I said, yes, ma'am, this is true. She was keeping a flight attendant. This is pre-9-11. Uh, I got some companion passes through the year that are about to expire, and I would not like that to happen knowing you want to go to India to see something very special. Can I give you a first-class round-trip ticket to see uh, your beautiful holy man? <laughs> so three months later, I'm in India experiencing more miracles than thousands of people would ever in their lifetime collectively. Unreal. Unreal. Has God talked to you since that first time in June of 1963? I'm sorry, 1996. Yeah. Strangely, um, I get phone calls. <laughs> it, all, it all starts with phone calls. When I finished that very book about India, when I wrote um, For the Love of God, a spiritual journey. I wrote it in present tense, Rob, because I didn't want to say, you know, back in 2000 on this day, January 1st at 12 noon, this happened. I'm keeping it in present tense. So today is January 12 noon. I just walked out of the ashram and this is about to go down. And <laughs> so I kept it in a very real tense so people can feel the bang that I was feeling. But the very last grammatical 
correction I made in this document. I, it was a comma I fixed on the last page, and I closed the document, I saved it, and I stood up off my computer chair, and I said, thank you, God, very much for 14 beautiful blood, sweat, and years. My cell phone rings as I'm getting up to go to the bathroom, and it's Mona Winfrey. Hey, Keith. Mona here. What's going on, girl? It's been a while. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you need a God realized man confounds you astrally. <laughs> he wants you to interview him on your radio show, Center of Light. I said, sure. All right. We're going to have to hold another cliffhanger okay. here, Keith, because you and having your own show realize the, uh, the importance of commercials. Quickly, give our listeners your radio show website. Keith, are you there? Yes, I am. I was having a sip of water. Oh, okay. Um, my website, you can find me at centeroflightradio.com or keithanthonyblanchard.com. You can also find me on youtube.com slash centeroflightradio. All right, Keith, you and I will be back after the news. And Exxon Nation, our guest is Keith Anthony Blanchard. His website, keithanthonyblanchard.com. And we'll be continuing this fascinating discussion about actually God speaking to our guest. I'll be back on the other side with Keith as we continue from our broadcast center and studios in beautiful Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying... Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Back, Exo Nation. Keith Anthony Blanchard is our guest this hour. His website is keithanthonyblanchard.com. Keith, why do you think God chose you to speak to and speak through? That's a very, a very deserving question. Thank you. Um, it's not because I'm special. It's because I'm special. It's because we're all special. And somewhere in my life, 
I wanted something special. Mm -hmm. So we all have that opportunity. I just made it a priority. Okay, when God speaks to you now, what do you talk about with God? Well, when I was sharing before the commercial break, I was fortunate to meet this holy man from India by the name of Sri 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 um, Swamji Maharaj. He is an embodiment of all that he is conscious on this planet today. This is his ninth incarnation. Um, he is the divine fire. And when I had the opportunity to meet him, he began to impart to me, not only in the form of words telling me things, there's something called Shaktipat. And Shaktipat means um, a delivery, if we will, a passing of energy. He's passed a lot of energy into me by touching me, rubbing my backbone, which wow. activated my kundalini, my third eye, and many things like this. But I, I've submersed myself in my own universe, if you will, of always being in what I call the fire. And I call it the fire because it's this place inside of all of us that needs to be purified. So I, my whole life consists of being in this chair in my computer. I'm always creating. I'm always alone. Um, not because I want to run away from the world. It's because I'm truly submersed in this fire, if you will, of wanting to bring that forth in my life. And Because there are so many benefits of being in there. The joy that happens in one's life, the expansion, the consciousness, the being of service, which always brings about a reward or validation from the outside. So there's many reasons I do what I do, but I mean, we call it God. But it's simply my love for doing what I love. Uh, oh, okay, so does God give you any idea about what we're in for, what we have to look for, uh, forward with or not to look forward? Sure, and my integration with these holy men, mm -hmm. being blessed to have a hitched a ride to the spiritual grocery store, if you will. Um, I integrated a lot of that spiritual reality. So it's not so much that I'm still getting, quote, messages from God. It's a part of what I do now. So what does our future look like? There's tough times coming. There's trials coming. And it will be collective trials. But it really depends on the individual of how we act and not react. Because the new world is not expecting the world of the temporal, the outside world, to ever change. Because that truly is irrelevant. What is most important is that we look at the elephant, which is ourselves. When we change ourselves, like you said earlier, no matter how much the storm wants to gripe, moan, and complain, it, it doesn't matter because I'm centered and within myself. But the future is going to wobble. It's definitely going to wobble. But we have to find the balance so we don't get caught in the spiritual event horizon through the same door that swings both ways, in or out. Swings it both ways in or out. In, in other words, mm. we can imply that I want to get out of this world because it's so crazy. The door swings one way. But if we take the door inward, right. then we have the master of ourselves and nothing can affect us. Now, it doesn't mean we're not going to wobble a little bit when something comes along you weren't expecting a chop in your throat. Mm -hmm. It's how we collect ourselves with such things that will expand us and ready us for the next level and the next level and the next level. I mean, this is prophecy actually unfolding, the heaven on earth. We came from God, if we will, before I was born. Where did we all come from? We can say, well, we came from God if you're a spiritualist or religious person. Well, then now you're on earth. So we are already the embodiment of heaven on earth. It's about cleaning ourselves up 
of the imbalances and the mess we've created for ourselves and purifying ourselves because like I said, when we go into that fire, what we know as ourselves has to die in order for us to be reborn, so to speak. So a baptism by fire. The phoenix rises. <laughs> yeah. um, I've got to ask you, your signature is Yanava. What does that mean? Yanava, 19, whatever, early 19, uh, 1995, 4, 95. Um, when this all started for me, um, God came out of the closet, blazing both barrels. <laughs> I went into meditation with a simple curiosity that I want to know if my soul has a name. And I was serious about it. And I went to meditation, 30 minutes or so. And I clearly heard Yanava. And for many years, I used the name Yana as a short for many of my titles. It used to be the Yana O Spiritual Center of Life. So one day, in a, a few years ago, when I was interviewing Swamji that I mentioned uh, just a bit ago, um, I never really asked questions about me. It's always about the welfare of humanity. He says, do you have any more questions for me? I said, yes, I do. He says, what is it? And I gave him a piece of paper with ya, na, va on it, Y-A-H-N-A-H-V-A-H. And he almost looked at me surprised that I would know such a thing. And he said, yaha, naha, vaha, yanava, the ha is silent. And he proceeds to tell me when we all separate, to use the word, from the Godhead and we become individuals, that's yanava. It's three aspects. Ya is the heart. It's the fire. It's all that God stuff. Power, will, passion, drive. The mind is not, which is hopefully a clear mind, the planner, the doer, the one that makes choices, right discernment, reason. And va is the backbone. And when we have all three of these components in alignment with the divine will, we become the embodiments of said prophecy, heaven and earth, the avatars. We become Jesus. We become the Buddhas. We become all the yogis throughout history. So let me ask you this. Uh, do you find that others receive what you have, uh, that what you have for offer? Do they accept it freely or do they have hesitations? That's a fantastic question. And I, I actually really appreciate that question because it, the question in and of itself I live in Memphis, Tennessee. I live in the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they, they're, they're really into what they're doing. And this is not a judgment. It's just a fact of the matter. And doing what I do, which is so out of said box of the Bible way, I've never, never had anyone ever come at me with a how dare you pointing a finger, slinging, you know, trying to whack me with a, a scriptural book. It was always just, you know, if they're not into what I do, they're just simply not into what I do. But so I've been blessed in that way. And yes, and so many, many people um, in my past, I'm fortunate. I've, I've noticed, Rob, that throughout the course of my life, it's like a restaurant, if you will. People come in and they sit at the table, and when they're done eating, the table turns over and new people come in. And I've seen this for years, doing what I do, doing these presentations. I'll see many people come in and stay for a year and... You know, I'm wondering what happened to them. So go find them, and they, they've done certain things. So it's, it's a blessing to uh, be a blessing. Where do you see spirituality in the next decade? The kind of spirituality that you're talking to us about tonight. 
completely on fire and has broken all rules. To ever enter to, into the arena of God, we don't play by the rules, we play by the laws. It's going to kick down all walls of separation. All that will be left is unity. The cast will be humanity. Um, we're going to be living truth, and I don't mean belief. Belief is a wonderful thing. Children believe in Santa Claus until they're old enough to realize it's not real. So belief can also become a crutch for laziness. But I think that the world is yearning for something, hungry for something. And I think when we all realize what we are hungry for is connection, everyone's going to have a peace to share. We're going to learn from our Hindis, Muslim, Buddhist brothers and sisters, as well as they're going to learn from all of us. And we're going to know that the universal religion is love. And I don't mean kind of love. I mean this kind of respect and understand such beauty and diversity. So I think the new spirituality is going to be one of absolute respect, love, appreciation. And that's going to open us up for universal truth. And then I think all the sky visitors that are here to support us and that will likely our ancestors will show up and land on the earth. And then we'll become a galactic family and a universal family. So I think after all this is said and done, probably in about another, mm, it's going to be here for a while. There's going to be some dark gray moving into middle gray, into lighter gray, into lighter, more lighter grays, and then off whites if you get the idea. And to where this thing just opens up. But we still have another, and this can change overnight, this can change tomorrow. So, um, but the way I know energy works, there's always residuals that have to be worked out, turning within itself. We have about another five, six, seven, maybe even eight years to really get back into our level of balance. All right, Keith, I've got to take my uh, final break here for this hour. And uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Great pleasure talking to you and keep up the great work. Thank you. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon with my guest this hour, Keith Anthony Blanchard. Visit his website www.keithanthonyblanchard.com We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in This is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome back, everyone. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in beautiful Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Now, Crystal Beach is a, a hamlet of Fort Erie. In fact, from my studio office here, I can actually look across Lake Erie and see the U.S. city of Buffalo. So if, um, if you're wondering where Crystal Beach is, because I keep mentioning it, and yes, prior to this 
being in Crystal Beach, we were in Hamilton for a great number of years. And I just want to keep thanking you, the members of the Exo Nation, for keeping us going and for, um, for sending in some great questions. You've uh, sent us the names of great guests. And, and like I was telling Keith uh, off air, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And this is why we here at the Exxon and Rolmar McConnell Media Company do what we do because we want to be part of the solution. Anthony, uh, Keith Anthony Blanchard is our guest, www.keithanthonyblanchard.com. Let's talk about U, uh, UFOs and the ETs. Now, being a spiritual man and a man of God, are the ETs the angels of yesteryear? I've always said the difference between angels and ETs or ETs are beings that have bodies that can lose them if they want. Mm -hmm. Angels are beings that don't have bodies that can create them if they want. <laughs> um, yeah, but as well, if we look at it from a biblical perspective, said, in contrast, mm -hmm. said demons are also um, these extraterrestrials. Well, if you look at the earth, that the earth was created with a divine intention for the unfoldment of heaven on earth through a karmic evolutionary process. And so these fallen beings on earth, they cause lots of vexation. They, they can no longer get out. They cannot get out. The, the dome is shut. You have to have certain vibrational properties about you to enter. And it's these higher level supporting humanity that likely we have come from. Many of our, much of our DNA has come from beings from around the universe. But I would answer that as a absolute yes. You know, we talk about, we talk about God in any sense. It's always about up. You look at extraterrestrials, it's about up. But they're definitely here because we are the rock stars of the universe. Not, not from the galaxy or the solar system. We're the rock stars of the universe because no, no, it, nothing ever has happened like this before. We are the divine experiment. And so the universal gaze is upon us. And what we do will help expand other civilizations in their learning and observing of us to reach higher upon the higher levels of, levels of consciousness. Uh, were you ever taken to the um, off the planet? Were you taken to where these ETs live? I have. When I was younger, I don't actually know if I was ever phys physically taken. Okay. Or taken. That's all very loose. Um, I was never taken beyond my will. My earlier years, from eight, eight, maybe eight, nine years old. I would find myself out in a pitch back, black backyard being raised Catholic, dogs, boogeymen, demons. Mm -hmm. I ain't going in the backyard at three in the morning. <laughs> but I'd find, my, <laughs> I'd find myself in a state of consciousness. And I'm, I'm a small guy. Back then, I'm a, I'm a runt. I'm just short. I had to find a cinder block to prop up to be tall enough to lunge myself through my bedroom window to get back in the house. This happened for years. Fast forward many years, 33 years old, until present day. I'm... I'm with others quite often. In fact, a week ago, um, I was taken aboard a ship by the Andromedans. And I've never really had beings name their civilization. Um, but I was outside sitting in a boat with a few friends, and I saw a dolphin yin-yang spiraling down. And when it descended upon the ground, I saw beings hanging out in the trees. And I told my friends in the boat, do y'all see that over there? They're in the trees. And when we all came to that recognition that they were, 
we were aboard a craft, and I was greeted by the, the commander. And he said his name is Commander Quiet something. It was a very long name. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't understand. He said, just call me Commander Quiet. I said, how do I ever contact you for future visits? He goes, you have to be quiet. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I've been aboard many of these craft, um, but the experience is not like what most people would think. It's not like I'm hanging around little short gray people. I'm there for a moment, and it's usually children. I see adults, but it's mostly children I'm surrounded by. But once I come to a state of awareness that I'm in a place with others, my consciousness goes to another level, Rob. And it's more of being in a sea of energy. I'm still experiencing all the individuality of those beings aboard the craft that I'm with. But it's now not so separate. And though I can hear a murmuring going on, in other words, everyone thinking and talking telepathically, right. I want to listen to a particular conversation. I just simply lean into that one. But yes, I've been aboard these craft, and um, surprisingly, they're not much different than you would think in your inside of your house. There's compartments, meaning your bedroom and bathrooms or whatever it is they do and how they live there. But there's also definitely a living room. Where the whole community of this mothership really, eh? hanging out watching a, a TV show. How big would you say the ship was? Oddly, many of the ship I've been on, the outside is very small compared to what happens on the inside. And I've heard this from many, many people. Uh, on the outside, it could look like the size of you know a house. But when you get on the inside, this thing can truly open up into levels and dimensions that are just simply not visible by the naked eye, if you will. When was the last, when was the last time that you had uh, an ET encounter and were taken outside of your, wherever you are at that time to either... This would have been, yeah. been last week when I was with the Andromedans. Um, a lot went down. It's a long story. In fact, I got up at 2.30 in the morning and grabbed my phone and started texting with all kinds of mistakes and autocorrects. And I did this for an hour because everything was so vivid and so fresh. Um, Commander Quiet at one point began to rub his, move his arms through my body. And I fell into this. At first, it was uncomfortable. It wasn't an invasion and it wasn't against my will. It was just uncomfortable. But it's like the John Cougar song. It hurts so good. Right. Because there was, there was a level of bliss in it. And I asked him, what can we do to focus on the future to ensure that we're, uh, in fact, I asked him, are we going to make it? What can we do to ensure? He says, you need not be worried about such things. You just need to say, focus on what you're doing. But that would have been about a week ago that I was fortunate to be with these new uh, beings. What is their message? What do they want to do? And, and why did they contact you? Um, their message would be they're just like a puppy dog in the window about to be bought, wagging its tail. Mm -hmm. They're excited. They're ready to see this thing happen because that's why they support us in what we're doing. And they can't they can't make themselves known and you know uh, what's the name of Independence Day kind of you go outside and we all see it because they cannot impinge or infringe or invade our free will. It's only when we open that door. And what they gain from it is what I mentioned earlier, is what we offer. What we offer will help elevate 
the entire galactic sphere of cosmic acquaintances to another place. Uh, well, there was a third part of that question, sir. Why you? Why were you selected for contact? Same, because every night when I go to sleep, I go inside of myself to become awake. Everyone can do this. It's not just me. It's like, you know, I, I don't own Baskin and Robbins. Everyone can just get in a car if you want ice cream bad enough. Sure. And get your favorite flavor. And so my favorite flavor has happens to be spiritual awareness, cosmic awareness, and to have all these spiritual liberating things because that's what spiritual liberation really is about, is to lose the identity so we can reconnect to the cosmos, divinely. I've got I about I've got about um, 45 seconds, Craig just told me. Uh, what do you hope that your experiences that you've had, how will they help others? Just take it all in, breathe it all in, realize that when you look in the mirror that nothing has ever been, is now, or will ever be created more beautiful than yourself. So if I can offer anything to that, that would be when you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I love myself, mm -hmm. you hear only if. You do the work, the only if doesn't show up. And you repeat the mantra, I love myself. And when another only if shows up, you know where the work lies. So realize that when we see ourselves as beautiful, perfect, organic, natural, divine beings of light, only then can we take in greater imaginations, realities of life. If we don't understand who we are as the individual, we can never grasp the whole. It's literally, physically impossible. Wow, well, Keith, I want to thank you so much for joining us. A great hour. Please come back and uh, visit us. And I wish you and yours and all your listeners the very best. Blessings to you and yours, my friend. Thank you for having Blessings me. Blessings to you, Keith. Exonation, our guest this hour, has been Keith Anthony Blanchard. And if you'd like to find out more about Keith, if you'd like to find out how you can tune into his radio show or where you can buy his books, just visit www.keithanthonyblanchard.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios. And thanks for scaring the heck out of me again, Craig. And we'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.